Coming up on today's episode of Membership and Subscription Growth. It was hard sometimes to get up in the morning and say, oh, I can, I'm going to go sell the best implant for this other doctor somewhere. Um, you know, I wanted something where I could wake up in the morning and be like, okay, I'm going to go find some cool products to give to these other people that like the same things I do. We have kind of a formula uh, for our box. Our box includes five to seven different items each month. The first one says, oh, no, you're not going to get your stride box next month. It's kind of like a shocker. And just kind of explain to them that so-and-so bought them a a three-month gift subscription and that has expired with their final box. Uh, If they want to continue, here's where they can sign up. Uh, The next one says this this could be where where it all ends. Um, And then it, it kind of explains it again. And the third one gives them finally a discount code to go sign up. Um, for their first month at, I believe right now it's 50% off, which is kind of what we've had the best, best balance between conversion and uh, keeping them around for any length of time. Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. I'm Robert Scrobe, your subscription and member retention growth expert. Today's show features James Erickson of Stridebox. James is a direct mail expert and came from that background and understanding all about uh, creating a direct response uh, from your marketing. And so his insights on this subscription business and what it takes in order to create that relationship is uh, really insightful and something that I think that you are really going to enjoy. Some of the things you're going to want to listen for on today's episode are how to turn gift subscriptions into paid subscribers. Also, how uh, he really focuses on creating a community and really going beyond just sending a box uh, to a subscriber, but then also getting the subscriber to connect back with him and other subscribers, as well as how he overcame all of the uh, logistical challenges of getting into the subscription box field. So, a lot of great insights. If you like today's show, subscribe on iTunes and post a review. I would love to hear your feedback and what you think of the program. So now, without any further ado, here is James Erickson of Stridebox. Welcome, James. Glad that you're able to join me today. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Robert. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad I, I could make it in to, to talk with you today. <laughs> Absolutely. So, For folks that don't know yet, what is Stridebox? Well, you know, four years ago, this was a harder question to answer because it wasn't as big of a trend as it is today. But Stridebox is a subscription box focused on running and endurance sports. Uh, The the easiest way to, to describe it for somebody that's maybe not familiar is it's like a magazine subscription, but instead of a magazine full of articles, you get a box full of energy bars, gels, uh, small gear like earbuds or reflective items that are safety gear, and you get a different selection of products each month. So it's, it's similar to a magazine, but it's, a, it's more of a box of products that allows you to test out and try different items throughout your own personal training schedule and see what works for you when you go to do your marathon or your half marathon or your Ironman or things like that. That's awesome. Yeah, and I don't know if you know, but I've I, I subscribed my wife to Stridebox I, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago. I don't even remember anymore. But um, she loves it. It's like a little surprise every month, and um, 
you know, and in fact, you know, I try to go digging in her box for things, and she's, you know, like, I got to keep out. And, uh, and uh, we've, we certainly enjoyed it as uh, we were running little 5Ks in the, in the local area and then also uh, trained and uh, ran the Boston Marathon and have, uh, have enjoyed having the opportunity to, to, to try new things. Yeah, we, we have a lot of subscribers that are on kind of what we call the his and hers plan that the wife subscribed at one point and was tired of her husband getting into her box, so she subscribed for him, so so they have to share it now, or they, they each have their own box that shows up, which is fine with us. If somebody wants to subscribe twice per household, that's that's perfectly okay. <laughs> yeah, sharing is uh, share, sharing is not allowed when it comes to the Stride box. <laughs> yes, sure. that's for sure. That's for sure. So, um what uh, what was your background before creating this uh, this subscription business? Uh, I my background before I had I, I owned a a dental marketing company and uh, was in cahoots with with I think a mutual friend of ours named Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. um, and I did a lot of direct mail. Um, I did some internet marketing. This was kind of in the early days of social media five, six, seven years ago when it was just kind of becoming a thing and decided that my heart was kind of more in in an athletic place. And I tried to figure out how I could translate my success in the dental marketing realm to something more athletic and noticed the rise of a birch box, which is a cosmetic subscription box, um, as well as things like Dollar Shave Club and thought that there may be a spot, a niche here for, for something like a running box or an outdoor box. Uh, there were a couple different niches I looked at that I was interested in that I wanted to create. And, and in looking at it, I looked at running as, you know, an athletic venture that doesn't take a lot of money to get started. Basically, you need a pair of shoes and you're good. Um, so it was relatively recession-proof um, in, in that it was low cost to to get into as a hobby. And then I looked for the amount of products that you could acquire to put in a box like this. And there was tons of, I mean, there still is tons of bars, gels, shoes, you know, different accessories and gear and and apparel that you can give to people that would be different each month. And that was about five years ago we launched and, you know, everything has been going well since then. So, you know, I've got a direct mail background, which helps a lot, uh, especially in the logistical part of it. Um, It also helps to promote uh, the, the service as well. Yeah, I, I've, you know, Jerry Jones has been a friend for for I well over a, a decade and a half or so. So it's a yeah, he's he's a great guy, and it, it is really interesting to see how many um, successful subscription box uh, CEOs and founders are from some sort of direct response marketing background. Uh, mm-hmm. Either from an ad agency or from a uh, from some sort of marketing company, and and uh, certainly, you know what you learned, and and that those fields help you here. Uh, but man, you certainly look pretty pretty darn smart, um, having predicted both the explosion of subscription boxes and their popularity, as well as the explosion in running and how it's gained in popularity over the last five years. Uh, were you just, uh, were you that smart or lucky? Well, I, I think, like I said, you know, I, I looked at a lot of different niches, you know, that interested me, and that was one of the important things, what it needed to be closer to me than, than maybe 
dentistry. I'm not, I'm not a dental guy, so I'm not a dentist. So, you know, it was, it was hard sometimes to get up in the morning and say, Oh, I can, I'm going to go sell the best implant for this other doctor somewhere. Um, you know, I wanted something where I could wake up in the morning and be like, okay, I'm going to go find some cool products to give to these other people that like the same things I do. Um, but running to me was, you know, I looked at the past trends in running and saw that even during the great recession of 07, 08, the amount of people that were running did not drop as much as the amount of people that were, say, going to a gym or going camping, because those things take a, quite a big investment as far as, you know, you have to get all your equipment, you have to have a gym membership, um, you have to do all those kind of things. And like I said, with running, you need a pair of shoes and a place to run, which is pretty much anywhere. So, you know, I looked at that, and I guess the growth of running over the past five years has just been a, a little bit of luck, but also a lot of that research that says, well, running survives the bad times, it's going to survive the good times for sure. Um. Uh, one of the questions that I receive all the time uh, from my clients who are thinking about creating a subscription box is, you know, certainly in the marketing field, you were accustomed to fulfillment. You were, you were, you know, dentists and you were signing up as clients, and you were responsible for executing on some marketing function and providing them with stuff uh, in order to help grow their practice. And that, from the outside looks really very different than collecting items um, and putting them in thousands of boxes. And, you know, the in, you got inbound shipments of stuff. Uh, first, you've got to figure out what you're going to ship in it, and then you've got to source it, and then you've got to have it delivered, and then you've got to get it distributed amongst all these boxes and then labeled and, and shipped. To, and then you got to figure out who you're going to, you know, ship it to. You got to sign up customers for this thing. How did you get your head wrapped around the logistics of sourcing items and and inbound shipping and, and packaging? Because uh, this was really a very different thing than than what you had done before. Well, from the outside looking in. Yes, it, it is very different. But if you look at a, a printed newsletter, for instance, and some we did for for dozens of clients across the United States, I mean, you have the same kind of thing. You have a package, basically, which for the newsletter, it was an envelope. Then you have a newsletter. Then you have different inserts with the newsletter, which in this case translates to products to put in the package. And then you have a mailing list that you need to have. And then, you you know, the dentist would handle the, the patient list. But I, I had a client list that I could sign up on a recurring basis. So in that case, it's really very similar. And, and one of the things that helped me out early on was a knowledge of shipping and postage and the cost to send something UPS versus FedEx or, or how to get a, a price break on my uh, USPS postage um, for bulk items. Um, you know, those kind of things translated directly over. And so it really wasn't that different if you look at it. The biggest question in my mind was, how am I going to get these companies? Now, granted, this was five years ago. Birchbox had been around for maybe a year. So it was a relatively new concept in e-commerce to do this kind of recurring revenue subscription box. But the biggest question in my mind was, how am I going to get these companies to commit to give me you know, in the start, it was it was hundreds, and now it's thousands and tens of thousands of pieces of product to put in these boxes. And I found out real quickly that it wasn't that difficult. It's one of those, 
you know, if you ask, they, you know, somebody's going to say yes eventually. And it's just a matter of kind of putting your head to the grindstone and doing your research on the products and figuring out what's a good fit for my audience, what's a good fit for how I want my brand to be perceived. Um, you know, do I want to put really cheap stuff in there? Do I want to put really expensive stuff in there? You know, do I want to anoint myself or, or, or join, join myself up with like a power bar or a Nike, or do I want to stick to more independent brands? You know, these were the bigger questions for me. As far as the logistical part of it, it was relatively simple to make that switch. Cause again, it was, it was just like a newsletter, but on maybe a little bit bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than having to uh, write articles, uh, you were instead identifying items um, and uh, putting that together. Now, so much is talked about, you know, within within newsletters. You're you're trying to give the reader a certain feeling of, you know, when they when they read that. You know, it certainly is about education, but it's also, you know, about you know cr- you know creating an emotional connection. You know, very similar with your subscription box. Yeah. You know, what do you how, when you're approaching? Um, you know, the, you're thinking about, okay, putting together a box and the types of items that you're putting in one box and then, you know, kind of planning out the next several months' worth of what's going to go into which boxes. How do you approach that? What are you, what, what, is, what is the feeling that you're trying to give the subscriber and uh, what are some of the decisions that you're trying to think through in order to make sure that that provides a great experience, a value, and that client goes, yeah, I'm not sharing this with my husband no matter what. (laughs) Well, I'll give you a little difference. At the start, the first year, we tried to align ourselves with as many big companies as possible. You know, we wanted the power bars in the box because everybody knew about power bar. We wanted goo in the box because everybody knew what, uh, what an energy gel was in our market. Um, you know, we tried to align ourselves with companies like Mizuno and Nike and, and Adidas and put, put kind of their advertising or inserts or give discounts to our subscribers because we wanted to play ourselves as we're that brand with those connections. And that still sticks around a little bit today. But today, a lot of our product choices are based on things you don't see every day. You know, the mom and pop shop in Idaho that's cooking uh, gluten-free vegan cookies that are that are full of protein um the the place out of washington called zip fizz that that not everybody knows about that's like a powdered drink mix um company you know everybody has their kool-aids or whatever or their even their power aids or their gatorades but you know something like a zip fizz that's maybe a little a little kind of in the middle of the market there uh, not everybody sees. And when they come out with a new flavor, I always jump on that because people like new flavors and new things, but also people like their normal flavors. So it goes with a lot of variety. We can put a, a power bar, energy crunch bar in there and then have something like a, I'm just trying to think of what we have. We have a, an all sports wipe. It's like a giant wet nap that you're supposed to use after you work out. Maybe you don't have time for a shower and you basically open this thing up and it's about a two foot by two foot wet nap that you can wipe your body down with, you know, things like that, that are really usable. They're consumable. So when I go to a company, I can say, Hey, look, we'll give them one of these and then we'll, we'll follow up with an email and a link that will allow people to go back to your website and buy more. You know, that's the whole purpose of our service. Um, 
but really variety and flavor choices uh, are, are two of the main things. We don't want to give somebody the same thing, the same brand, the same flavors uh, two or three months in a row because that doesn't lead to longevity of the customer. It's the same if you, if you wrote the same article for your newsletter three, three months in a row, people would kind of get tired of it. Or about the same topic at least. The, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. And, and the consumables certainly work because, you know, I, I don't know how long ago you had the PR bar in the box, mm-hmm. uh, but all summer, I mean, we took, uh, we went to, my family went to Europe, we took five cases of PR bars with us oh in our luggage yeah. to over there just so we'd have them for snacks. I'm sure mm-hmm. we've bought uh, 50 cases of that of that stuff uh, and all of it was entered we we had our first pr bar and didn't, didn't even know it existed until it showed up in the stride box so uh you know certainly that works for the uh the companies that are are sampled there but you also have things that are not consumable um bottles or shoelaces mm-hmm. that you know that maybe are going to last a, a, a lot longer you know, are you are you purposely trying to curate a mix of those sorts of things? Is there a slot every month for the energy gel and and uh, maybe drink additive that you're you're trying to fit every time? You know, how do you how do you kind of plan that so that you you know it's 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 you know it, it's a it's a good feel. For those yeah, we have we have kind of a formula. Uh, for our box. Our box includes five to seven different items each month. And one of those slots is basically what we call a gear slot. And we're not talking like shoes or insoles because at $15 a month, it's hard to include those kind of things. But, you know, for this, for instance, this month, and I, and I don't think you've got your box yet, so I'm going to let the cat out of the bag, but it's a, it's a pair of non-tangle earbuds that you would use for running. And, you know, everybody knows that if you shove your, your earphones in a, in a bag somewhere, you're going to pull them out and there's going to be tons of knots in them. Well, these ones have like a little zipper set up to where they won't tangle. Um, so we thought that was a cool little product. And we try to work with different manufacturers to get around having to pay big brand names for these things. Um, we'll go directly to somebody and have them build these. Or if we find out where so-and-so makes their earbuds, can we, can we get them directly from the source rather than going through? So that gives us a little bit of wiggle room as far as cost goes. But yeah, as far as bars, gels, chews, we've got a formula that, that we tend to follow most months. Uh, some months we'll just go off the rails and just do all kinds of crazy snacks or, or things that are you know, still healthy and still promoting the lifestyle, but you won't get an energy bar, let's say. You would instead get uh, coconut chips or, or instead of a drink additive, you would get a, a breakfast granola or a, a, salad, a salad topper of some kind that just promotes a healthy lifestyle as well. So, you know, again, variety is a lot of it. You know, even if we include a bar, a gel, and a snack in each box, it's still going to be a different flavor, a different brand, a different type, you know, everything from chia seed bars to compressed date bars to a, a baked breakfast bar. You know, there's a lot of variety just in that category as well. Um, but we, you know, we just try to keep, so we're not including two bars in a box or two gels in a box because, again, that's kind of like writing the same article twice in the same newsletter. So just trying to keep it mixed up. And, and the big items, we source those as we see fit, and those are pretty seasonal. In the, in the winter months, we'll do a reflective or a light-up piece of gear. 
in the summer months, we'll do kind of hot weather, sunscreens, and, and bigger stuff like that. But a lot of times those aren't consumable. It's just a, something fun uh, that you can keep around, and, and it's not going to be the highest quality thing. But at the same time, it's something that's going to last you a few months where if you really like it, then you can go buy the high-quality version of it and, and experience it that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we, my wife suggested that I wear the light-up wrist thing, and, and uh, I, I refused, so she wore it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it it's, like a, a, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> I didn't want to tell her that because she – we actually we had one red one and one green one, and I didn't want to tell her that she looked like a boat uh, <laughs> going down the river when she was running. But uh, the, it's the, probably better you it's probably better you didn't tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are the keys of of, of subscription boxes or these gift subscriptions where somebody identifies a friend or a relative that? Yeah, that is a runner, and then they come across the stride box, and they go, perfect gift. And they, you know, give them a, a subscription of three or six or 12 months or, or whatever it is. And um, one of the keys is trying to convert that gift subscription where some this person's been receiving this as a gift, and now um, they, they love it, but the idea of paying for something that, you were getting for free mm-hmm. is sometimes a challenge. Uh, as a direct response marketer, how do you approach converting those gift subscribers into paid subscribers? Yeah, and I'll, I'll preface this with saying it's something that we've experimented a lot with, uh, both in the way that new subscribers are signed up on the gift subscriptions, as well as follow-up sequences for those subscribers. As we have it right now, when somebody signs up for a gift subscription, the only thing we have for the gift subscription is is an address. Basically, we get their name and address, and that's where we send the box. So really, we don't have a lot of email opportunity with those people uh, immediately. Uh, we don't have a phone number opportunity. Uh, we just have their their name and address, which is great for a, a direct response marketer like myself. Like I, I'd rather have the address than anything else because I think you can hit a mailbox and stand out easier in a mailbox, especially if somebody's getting a nice box of goodies in the mail every month. So we try to collect that information on the follow-up. Um, when we send their first box, they have a little card that says, hey, make sure you get your email on our list as a gift subscriber because we do giveaways and and other special VIP deals every month that we want you to be a part of. Um, Once their subscription expires, they get a uh, kind of a sequence of postcards. Right now it's at three postcards um, that they get that says, the first one says, oh, no, you're not going to get your stride box next month. It's kind of like a shocker. And just kind of explain to them that so-and-so bought them a a three-month gift subscription, and that has expired with their final box. Uh, if they want to continue, here's where they can sign up. Uh, the next one says this this could be where where it all ends, um, and then it it kind of explains it again. And the third one gives them finally a discount code to go sign up um, for their first month. That I believe right now it's fifty percent off, which is kind of what we've had the best best balance between conversion and uh, keeping them around for any length of time. So we're we're kind of at a point where we're trying to figure out the best way. We've tried something like sending gift cards, for instance, 
uh, at, you know, for three months, it would be $45 gift card. You go sign up, you enter your gift code. We get your email, we get your mailing address, you know, as the gift recipient. Um, and then at the end of 45 days, it automatically will ask you for a credit card. And will says, if you want to keep going, you need to enter a payment method. And the problem with that is we didn't have a lot of people once that once the gift card was bought, we didn't have a lot of people redeem those. So we thought it was more important to get Strybox in the mail to them than have unredeemed gift certificates because that looks bad for us. And also at the end, it wasn't proving nearly as effective to try to get their credit card from them after the fact. So it's still a very much a work in progress uh, with the three postcards and the direct mail background. We're doing okay with that. Um, but it, it's something that we could always increase. And I know it's, you know, it's something knowing, you know, having spoken to people at Birchbox and Dollar Shave Club, like it's one of those things that how do we convert these people that didn't really ask for the service to start with to people that really want it later? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. And, and having a, a follow-up, you know, direct mail sequence with a discount offer uh, that goes ahead and gets them, even if it's at a 50% discount, it gets them mm-hmm. to give you their credit card information so that you can, uh, you know, making that purchase is the the, the biggest hurdle uh, yeah. and really the most important one to, you know, getting them to be a, a long-time subscriber. One of, the, one of the things that is unique about your box versus uh, you know, probably 90% of the boxes that I see is you put in a lot of work and effort uh, to get your subscribers to connect with you and each other. What are some of the things that you do in order to build a community of Stridebox subscribers and why? Uh, well, one of the biggest things that has happened in the past two years is we started doing kind of a monthly card photo submission so each month our, we have what's called the stride guide. And on the back of the stride guide is all of the products that are in the guide, as well as a couple sentences about them, a retail cost if you were to go buy it at your local running store, and then a website where you can go to find more about it and purchase more. And on the other side of that card, we used to just put these motivational stock photo, sweaty runner people on it. And at some point we got tired of that and we thought, well, let's just email the audience and see if we can get them to submit pictures and, you know, we'll give away prizes and they'll get to see themselves on this card that'll go to out to thousands and thousands of people. And so the first one I believe was we did uh, medals, like take a picture of, of your favorite race medal that you earned and send it to us. And I think we got about 240 responses of, of metal pictures to page through and look through to pick out 24 that were going to go on the cover of the stride guide. So that created a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. And people started sharing that on social media, which was kind of the big aha moment. You know, Stridebox has always been developed as a product that is made to be shared, but that was just another way that, Hey, if, if this person posts a, or emails us a picture of their favorite race medal, and they just happen to have, 200,000 Instagram followers that may sway our decision to put them on the front of the card because we know they're going to take a picture of that card and post it on their Instagram, which will be nice, nice for us. And, and it's one of those little marketing things. I mean, you can call it a hack, you can call it whatever you want to, but that's one way. And we've tried to build relationships with larger 
I mean, you call them influencers on social media in similar ways as well by sending them free boxes or free gear or, or doing things like a special giveaway with them. Um, so the, the pictures on the cards was, was a big draw. And then at, it's been three years now that we've ran a summertime uh, Stridebox marathon. And the one thing we do differently with that is we give people two weeks to run a marathon. So if you've never run a marathon before, you have 14 days to complete 26 miles, which ends up being 1.87 miles a day or something. We figure anybody can do it. And we do it as a fundraiser for one of our favorite charities called Warfighter Sports, which gives uh, adaptive sports opportunities to wounded veterans. And, you know, they do things like surfing trips and, and snowboarding trips. And so we get a lot of people sharing about that. We do the whole thing with like a, a free shirt and a, and a medal and people pay an entry fee. And, and we do different challenges throughout the thing to get people to share this. And, and that's been a big community builder for us. And we're considering doing another one maybe in the early spring uh, to, to benefit another charity or, or take ideas, maybe crowdsource some charities. Um, as far as our social groups, um, we definitely have other contests that we run, like share this on social media to promote. And we've tried to hook up members in different cities. You know, if you need a running group, hey, here's we've got three subscribers that go to this running group. You know, you maybe want to check it out. Things like that, too, to, to kind of build the community. That's one thing great thing about running is people are, that are really passionate about running they tend to like other people that are really passionate about running. So who's, who's ran the farthest, the fastest is, is the best conversation that people have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and beat and improving at beating their personal best. It's an interesting, you know, the, the running community is very different because it's really about being the best you. And even if you're not mm-hmm. the fastest runner um, or because, because very few of the runners are really particularly fast, it's just really all about, you know, going a little bit further or going a little bit faster than you've you've done before, and, and encouraging each other. And you know, what I think is really interesting about uh, the, your box is how you solicit the feedback and solicit input and solicit those photos mm-hmm. and then publish them. And and I didn't necessarily know that uh, you know the folks with the biggest Instagram followers would win, but uh, not that well, there's well, anything wrong with that. <laughs> those people don't always, those people don't always win. I'll tell you that. So if you have, you know, if you have 50 followers or 20 followers, if you submit really cool pictures like that will sway our decision a lot. But if it, if it comes down to like, well, this one's going to make it, or this one's going to make it, you know, we might take into consideration some other factors as well. <laughs> I'm not, uh, and I'm not judging by any means. I think that was actually pretty darn smart. Um, the, uh, the uh, so it's but but that's something that uh, in the newsletter business you know getting feedback getting folks to mm-hmm. you know answer a quiz or you know uh, you know tell us what how they would review a particular case scenario and mm-hmm. you know you tell us or letters to the editor all those were very typical response devices and engagement devices that newsletters use. Most subscription boxes just send their box and hope that that does it, whereas you take it to the next level by encouraging folks to engage. And, of course, with technology, it's never been easier. And uh, and then uh, putting that back out. So I, I just get, 
great kudos. I think it's uh, it was very very smart what you do, and uh, absolutely, I think uh, if anybody is um, looking to see how to succeed in subscription boxes or even the subscription business in general, uh, so whether you're a runner or not. Uh, get a subscription to Stridebox because it's uh, absolutely a great case example, seeing the, your emails, seeing their box, seeing what you do over the course of uh, three to six months, I think would be very informative uh, for anybody looking to get in this business. And uh, James, thank you so much for your insights and information today. It's, just, uh, it's great to have the opportunity to connect with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. I like, I like to you know, share about our success in hopes that somebody will use it and, and share their tweaks and, and, and different ideas that, that stem off of it. I think it's all like a big tree and it's whatever the next leaf grows, somebody will, will add to that as well. So it's a lot of fun to share ideas. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk with you the next time we were on the Membership and Subscription Growth Weekly. Thank you so much for listening to Membership and Subscription Growth. I'm glad to have you. If you enjoyed today's episode, give us a review and subscribe. Love to hear from you and get your feedback. Coming up next week on Membership and Subscription Growth, my guest is Liz Cadman, the owner of My Subscription Addiction. Liz has more than 4,000 subscription boxes listed on her website, thousands of subscription boxes, uh, you know, openings and reviews and information, and you have you know tens of thousands of customers who, who adamantly love the reviews that she posts. And in fact, Liz is the largest affiliate for most subscription box companies. So she is the real central hub of what's working in that industry. We're going to talk a lot about the kind of the social changes that are creating the subscription box industry growth, the reasons why so many subscription box startups fail. We're going to really do a deep dive into the type of customer that are buying subscription boxes so that you can understand how to target your marketing uh, in order to attract these customers. And a neat little treat are Liz's recommendations uh, for which boxes you should subscribe to in order to see really the best of the best and learn how to create your own subscription program and your own subscription box. All that and more coming up next week on Membership and Subscription Growth. We'll talk with you then.